Blog Talk Radio. You know, I love to study Jesus because I love Jesus. And I find out more and more about Jesus every day. And I love Jesus more and more every day, the more time I spend with him. And so the disciples saw Jesus heal the sick, open blind eyes, cause the lame to walk and the dumb to talk. He, they saw Jesus casting out demons and unclean spirits. They saw Jesus turn the water to wine. They saw Jesus on one occasion go to the graveyard and raise a man from the dead. And so no doubt they decided there's a secret to this man. <laughs> and perhaps one said, aha, maybe it is his prayer life. You know, once you get your prayer life in order, the rest of your life will never be the same. If you want to improve your life, improve your prayer life. Say that to the people sitting on both sides of you. You know, one of the themes for this series is prayer changes things because it changes me. And so the disciples perhaps figured out it must be his prayer life. While we are sleeping, he is praying. While we are watching as the world turns, sitting on the edge of night in the midst of a secret storm, he's praying. So they said, well, why don't we ask him to teach us to pray? And they came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Say that, Lord, teach us to pray. And then the sixth chapter of St. Matthew, the ninth through the thirteenth verses, Jesus is complying with this request. And I read it for you. The words of Jesus. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The first thing that I notice in the Lord's Prayer is that in it Jesus teaches us self-conscious oneness with God, all mankind, all manifestation. Notice the first 
two words of the prayer, our Father, and our Father which art in heaven. Let's start with the two words, and let me hear everyone say, our Father. Say it again. Our Father. Father. The first thing that a man, a mind, must do is to establish in his self-consciousness the unshakable truth of his relationship of oneness with God, all men, and all manifestation. To be theological for just a moment, orthodox theologians would probably call this pantheism, meaning God in all things. And uh, there are strong arguments for and against that. But I'm going to take the prayer and its teaching for just as Jesus gave it. Our. Take the first word for a moment. Notice this prayer. The first thing that this prayer does is to embrace everybody in the very first word. Isn't this interesting? Very first word. And of course, this was always the case in the entire mission of Jesus. He always embraced everybody. He healed folks that he had no business healing. (laughs) He saved folks that he had no business saving. That the world mind would say, why would he save her? One woman had seven devils. But Jesus saved her anyway. He invited himself on one occasion to the home of a man that had the worst reputation in town. Zacchaeus. Little short runt of a fellow. (laughs) Tax collector that had cheated everybody in town. But Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come on down from that sycamore tree. Today I'm going to dine at your house. Jesus was always including people that the world, and especially the Pharisees, and the most religious people thought that he should have nothing to do with. Now notice, as I say again, the first word in the prayer. What is it? Our. You know, this word has arms. Stretch out your arms when you say this. Our. So you see, when you pray this prayer, you have to embrace everybody. Just as Jesus did. As a matter of fact, the first apostle that Jesus called in the church was a cussed fisherman. A man with a nasty mouth. Here he is with these, with this ragtag bunch of people with reputations as bad as his. See, you know, we, we, we love Jesus here. We praise Jesus and so on and so forth. But I've got something to tell you. Jesus did not have a good reputation. He was a bootleg preacher. Yes. He not only got his credentials pulled, he was bodily thrown out of the church. And one of the big problems was that he included everybody. Lord, teach us to pray. Well, all right, the first word that has to come out of your mouth and your understanding is what? Our. Our Father. And stay away from these folks. You will fail your way to greatness. Most people 
allow their fear of failure to outweigh their desire to succeed. When you're willing to fail again and again and again, when you make up your mind to become unstoppable, when you make up your mind to become a no matter what person, then that will then give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know right now. Imagine, if you will, being on your deathbed and standing around your bed, the ghost of the dreams, the ideas, the abilities, the talents given to you by life and that you, for whatever reason, you never went after that dream. You never acted on those ideas. You never used those talents. You never used those gifts. And there they are standing around your bed looking at you with large angry eyes saying, we came to you and only you could have given us life. And now we must die with you forever. See, most people stop short of their dreams and park and get off the highway of life because of the rejections of life. You will always be rejected. It's no big deal. Jack Canfield said rejection is a myth. It's not like when somebody says no and then they slap you. No, it's just, you know, to me, make no your vitamin. Get excited about the no. Why? Because every time someone says no, that brings you another step to a yes. You're getting closer. Trust me, you will win if you don't quit. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. As you go through the challenges of life, and you look at it and embrace whatever comes to you. Don't run from it. Step toward it. Don't try and duck it like most people do. See, most people want it easy. See, if you easy come, easy what? Easy go. See, but when you go at what you're going to deal with and you deal with the difficulties of it, when you handle those hard things close at hand, making those hard decisions right now that you don't want to make, learning those things that you don't like to do. But you know that in order for you to get where you want to go, this is one of the hoops that you have to flip through. And I'm saying to you, whatever you got to do, do it, because if you don't, life is going to whoop you until you surrender. You have something that you brought to the universe, and that if you decide that my life deserves my developing, this what I do well and becoming the best at it and mastering myself and seeing what I have within me. If you decide to drop your buckets where you are and develop your gifts, I grant you, you'll never ever be without. I grant you that your gifts will take you places that will literally amaze you. I grant you that if you begin to work to develop your gifts, You'll develop a strong sense of happiness. You'll get a larger vision of yourself because part of beginning to get a larger vision of yourself, all of us need some area of our lives where we can have a feeling of competence. That people know when they think about this area, that's something you do. That you eat and sleep that. And that you do that. You do that. Changing is not easy. But changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself, yeah. picking yourself up after life has knocked you flat on your back. I've got a thing, when life knocked you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you could get up. Well, that sounds cute, but that's not easy. When yeah. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer 17 years ago, that first time that happened, 
I said, hey, I can handle this. Then when he came back a year later, I mean, last year, 17 years later, and this time it metastasized to seven areas of my body and ate 40% of my T1 vertebrae. Now the stakes are higher. Is this life saying, okay, Mr. Motivator, you beat cancer the first time. What you gonna do now? <laughs> you know, I started laughing. When the doctor told me, he said, why are you laughing? Are you in denial? I says, no. I said, I feel like Mother Teresa. He said, what do you mean? She said, Lord, I know you know how much I can bear. I just wish you to have so much confidence in me. <laughs> I said, so I said, the stakes are higher. So I've got to dig in and got to fight more. Because at the end of the day, life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. And so it's a fight, it's a challenge in life every day. And what we have to do is embrace it. What we have to do is see it as a project to be worked on. In life, you will always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities, brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. And so I see even cancer as a gift, as a God-ordained opportunity. If you die today, what dreams, what ideas, what talents, what books, what music, what leadership, what voice will die with you? There are a lot of people who are biting their fingers in fear that they might lose their jobs. But there are few people who have decided within themselves, I'm going to make it. Some people aren't waiting to be cut. Some people are moving on their own because they feel within themselves, I've got what it takes to make it. They're not afraid about tomorrow because of how they see themselves, because of what they feel that they deserve, because of what they feel that they can create for themselves. Because these people have decided, as they look at the future, as they look at themselves, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way for me to begin to create a way out of no way. And when you have that kind of consciousness, when you have that kind of spirit, nothing can stop you. Nothing. There's no secret to success. There's a system to success. And no matter what organization you become a part of, the system works if you work it. If you don't work it, it won't work. But it works if you work it. And that's one four-letter word that most people don't like. They're not willing to work. There are winners, and there are losers, and there are people who have not discovered how to win. And all they need is some coaching. All they need is some help and assistance, just a little support. All they need is some insight or a different strategy or plan of action to make some adjustments that will open up the key to a whole new future for them, that will give them access to the unlimited power that they have within themselves. That's all that they need. So what I want you to do is, is think about something you want for you, that's real for you that's important for you, that will give your life some special meaning and power. And I don't even want you to say, I can do that. 
I don't want you to assume that. See, five years ago, when I started out in this area, I would not have been able to make the mental leap that I would be up to where I am right now. I don't want you to begin to just psych yourself out. No, no. I want you to be able to say something to yourself that will enable you to maintain a level of integrity with yourself. That when you say this, even when you face tremendous setbacks, it, it will be a benchmark to keep you in the game, to keep you moving forward and experimenting and readjusting your strategy and your plan of action continuously, looking for ways to win. I think we have to reflect on who am I? Why am I here? What drives me? If I died today, what three words would I want said about me if I died today? You know, what is it that defines me? You know, and how, I, how do I define myself? So I went to the next mode necessary to start talking to people and seeking and asking for what I wanted and leveraging relationships and trying to find out how do the people do it that went ahead of me? How do they do it? And then what is it I need to do? How is it I need to train myself to develop myself? What's the resources that will be required in order to make it happen? And as I start seeking out and asking questions, I started running into people said, I know someone who can help you do that. And they helped me get connected with those people. Remember, we have so much energy that can take us so far. It's necessary that you hook up with some other energy that can take you to the next level. I hooked up with them. They said, let's, let's go. I said, away we go. Hindsight time, that's what's up. Hindsight time. You already know. Don't leave me. I'm trying to get my knowledge on too. That good old knowledge without a college, bro. Don't be stingy with the knowledge. You walking on slow, let's get the hard stepping. You know what time it is. Those who don't listen, special. Real special, real special. You know, I ain't old as I look, but I'm never too old to get that knowledge. You are now listening to Hindsight Radio. Radio. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L, here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. I hope everybody's doing good out there. Hope you had a successful past week, a successful day, prosperous, peaceful, healthy, wealthy. Uh, day. Uh, first, before I, I really hate to get into it, so you guys can't hear me. You know, I don't be trusting blog talk, especially after I've been on vacation, so they know I'm coming with some good information. You know, every time I go on vacation, I get you know fired up. Um, 
somebody just text me in the chat or whatever and just say you can hear me. Oh, uh, and I'll know I can keep going. Oh, uh, let me just type that in here. I'm not getting any text messages. I mean, oh, oh, they said they can hear me. Good, good, good. Thanks, Jessica, for that. Um, so as you know, last week was my. Some people call it slower return, but the majority of people call it a birthday. Um, I call it my entry into the 3D realm to bring light to the world. That was the day, October 27th, 1969, somewhere on that day, I came in to the world and uh, and caused pain on my mom at the same time, <laughs> but she was happy to see me, um, but anyway, man, I went, we went to uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico last week. And it was a great vacation. It was. It was a good time. Uh, I was treated by my fiance Bathsheba to that vacation. Um, we did a lot of good things. We saw some of the culture. Um, one of the most memorable things, two uh, memorable things about the trip was we did a beach on the massage. We did a massage on the beach. And uh, I keep talking about this thing because I've had plenty of massages, but not like this, man. This massage was so good. I I, I could have swore I heard angels, and I was lifted up in the air. It was so good. Um, But, you know, we had scheduled one with the resort. You know, it was part of a package, and they gave us these $200 credits. But you can only do something on a resort with that, right? They, they their massage was not as good as the ones on the beach, and it was only fifty dollars for seventy minutes. Y'all know how much massages cost. The average is around eighty five, seventy five to a hundred bucks for an hour or so. Depends on where you go. Um, but man, they was there was man. I I, I, I if when I go back there, I'm looking for them. Um, and it, 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 I had like I used to have this shoulder problem where we get. Like, it felt like it was out of joint. It seemed like she knew exactly, and she kind of shifted it, and it went right back into its proper position. And, man. But anyway, that was one of the highlights. And then the other highlight, you know, first time ever having dinner on the beach, uh, her and I, and um, we, we had our own waiter um, to take care of us there. And uh, that was good. It was a little windy that day, but it, it, it seemed like it, it was windy, but it wasn't that windy where we couldn't enjoy ourselves. And it was private. Like, no one could really see us. They put these little bags with, you know, with the candles in it lining up to the table and all of that. Um, that was great. So the whole the whole trip overall was a, was a great trip. And it was a, a spiritual type because trip – you know, help me open my eyes to a lot of things, appreciate things more. You know, we were just talking to each other. Hey, you know, we kind of set this trip up within the last three weeks. Most people can't do that. They got to plan the whole year out before they go. And, you know, just going and not worrying about the money and things like that. You know, the only 
thing that was a hiccup on the way back. We, you know, the connection was too close and we missed our flight to get home Friday night. So we got home the next day, about 12 hours later, which turned out to be good because we, uh, I ordered some food from some place in Dallas and, um, and it was good. It was like catfish and uh, wings and some other stuff I bought. Um, we didn't even eat it all, so we left that food <laughs> in the hotel. Um, but it was like, man, this was some good food. So I got to go to Dallas for – I'm part of a private group where we, you know, with people who have information like I do on the level that I know. There's 12 of us. We meet, we meet once a year. Uh, we were supposed to meet twice this year, but COVID screwed it up. So it'll be people like some of you guys who are on my premium premium membership. Al, he'll be there, uh, and, the, and some other guys. So we go and we 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 put our heads together and come up with more remedy. And uh, so that's early January. I'll be doing that. Um, so that's that's the long and short of the trip. It was great, and I want to thank everybody for the birthday wishes. And uh, give a special shout out to Jason who sent me a hoodie from his brand, and uh, and it's a special shout out. Know why? Because every day I see Jason on Instagram promoting his business, right? And I talk to a lot of people who have businesses, but uh, I don't see their presence as much as I see his. So this is not a hit for anybody out there. This is a lesson. Listen, if you want to do it, you got to be out there every day promoting your business, telling people about yourself, and and, and lock that into the consciousness of people. Um, so I want to give him a shout-out. Thank you for the hoodie. Uh, he sent me other samples a while back. You know, he sent me that as a present. And um, But the, the thank you really is for – following the steps to success, putting your name out there, putting your business, talking about your business. You know, we do so much. We work for people and we talk about their business all the time that enriches their family. It's time for us to take back our power and enrich ourselves, enrich our families through our own businesses. And the only way you're going to do that is by talking about it, putting the presence out there. I mean, I, I mean, literally, I know someone, I haven't been in contact with them for about over a year, well over a year now. Uh, they were putting the website together, and it was such a perfectionist. They, oh, they wanted they wanted it to be perfect and this. And I said, listen, it don't have to be perfect. When I started my website, it was, it was crude. It, it just had the products up there, no real style to it. And I think it, my website can improve even more. But it gets the job done. It's out there. People know about it. They know where to go get the information. But if it's not out there, you can't do anything. If you're not promoting it, talking about it every day, several times a day or 100 times a day, nothing's going to happen. Remember, you are the power of the manifestation in your life. And, um, yeah, right, Jason, you got to learn how to go. You put the stuff up, your customers tell you exactly how to fix the problem. This well. This is not working, so you switch it. My website switches because when I get multiple feedback from people about the same thing, oh, that needs to be fixed. So let me go fix that. 
put it up there, and, and people will tell you what they need. But people will say, oh, I need it to be perfect. No, it don't have to be perfect. And first of all, they don't know what perfect, people don't know what perfect is. That's your mind. That's your hindrance. And usually that's a block from that person who really doesn't want success. They say they want success, but they don't want to do put, you know, put themselves out there because they're saying, well, they're afraid how people are going to look at their site. What? You know, you, you worry about people saying and you're trying to sell some product. You need to know what they're saying. All success comes from many failures. And I don't even like the word the word failure. All success comes from many processes that you tried and didn't give you the results that you wanted. That's it. It's, a, it's all a process. Things not working is a process for you to, to your success. All you need is that one big success. But to get to the one big success, you have to have go through many processes to get there. He that endures to the end will receive the benefit of that. Keep going in your opposition. So many people want want success, but they don't want to go through the opposition. They don't want the rejection part of it. You can't get anything without in some type of opposition. I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now if I did, if I did couldn't handle a, you know opposition because I got plenty of it and I still get it. I put a video up about um, how the European male stole the rights of women's equality when they got a hold of the Constitution when they created the Constitution. So and the white male got on there and called me demonic for promoting that. But he doesn't know his own statements made my statements true. What's the problem with women coming up and being on the same level when it comes to having control? What's the, why is that a problem? <laughs> really? And, and when you look deep into yourself, that comes from your deep-seated religious instructions that you got as a child that you basically taught you that the men was this and that and and, 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 you know, because you read the Bible, the Bible makes you it really kind of put women down, although women support it more than men do. They keep women in a certain position, like a servitude position. You know, some places a, a, a woman have to wear a head covering just to pray in front of people. Why? Because they say the man is the head. And when, you, when you're teaching young males that and not giving them the proper direction, they run with that like crazy and don't know how to handle that. You know, being a leader or being a head doesn't mean that you, you know, a totalitarian type of household. And that's how a lot of people, a lot of guys are running their homes. I know I certainly thought about thought like that. And I'm going to tell you, that don't work. I, I can tell you how to screw something up when it comes to a marriage because I, I did that. So that ain't going to work because they're going to get tired of that. You know, people want to be treated with respect. And and men, we want respect. We In order to get it, we have to give it. Same thing with women. If y'all want uh, compassion and understanding, you're going to have to give it too. So uh, I know the title of the show is what? It's uh, Correcting Your Nationality. So basically I'm going to go through some things that you need to do to correct your status I know that status correction was thrown around a lot. Go do a UCC, do this, do an affidavit, 
Uh, I know I taught on here plenty of times about affidavit of denial of U.S. citizenship when, when I had limited knowledge. But now I have a direct path to the correction. And I'm still correcting. I still got things I'm, I got to do. I got my name change thing, and um, I got to go hit up these agencies. All right? But before we do that, you know, I got to do my, my spill on spirituality. Right? So I'm in Matthews. Uh, chapter 7, starting at verse 13 kind of came to me, and I think I told on this a little bit before, but I'm going to do it again, because it's very fitting for what we're going through now. Right now, they're looking for some president to fix their problems. They're out there at the polls. Uh, if they haven't closed already, I don't know. I don't keep up with that stuff. Um, you know, everybody joke, Biden, Trump, Trump, Biden, oh, who's going to be this? Who's going to be this? Who's going to do that? I'm here to tell you, none of them are going to do anything for your household more than you can do. They're going to do what they're doing down there in Washington, D.C. And if you read UCC, um, UCC 9-1, UCC 9-307, it tells you where the United States is. It says the location of debtor, if you go down to... Section H of that same section said the United States is located in the District of Columbia. And that's in UCC 9-307, letting you know that D.C. is nothing but a debtor. Anything you attach to it makes you a debtor. So why you want to go in there and vote? You want to vote for a president that's attached to a debtor entity. Who cares? Right? I just want to touch on that. But let me go back to Matthews, chapter 7. It says, in verse 13, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. What does that mean? What is this narrow gate? Is this a physical gate? Could be. I don't know. I've never seen it. But I know it's a metaphysically, it's a mental gate. So many people are thinking and having the same thoughts about doing this. You know, they're on Facebook with the little thing. I voted and posted it, feeling proud that they did accomplish something. They did something. And that's what makes us look like idiots. Because we're doing things that don't, don't, how does that change your lifestyle in your home? How does that change your, your wealth, your peace, your love? And then some of these people I know that got these stickers, I know them personally. So I know what's going on with them. And they got a lot of stuff they need to got going on that, you know, they might want to tend to. But somehow they're thinking something outside of them is going to fix this. And this is the majority of people's thinking. So it says if you are entering into this road that's wide and easy because that's the easy wide road because why everybody's taking that everybody says that's what you need to do but when you say i don't vote i don't deal with that that's a narrow road and everybody looking at you crazy want to criticize you that's the narrow you have to take the narrow because the narrow road is the hard one because that takes mental strength 
to maintain against this negative environment that we're living in. It's okay to be on that road. And, And yes, you might trip up a little bit, but you get back on it because that's the road to success. Let me keep going. For the gate is is narrow and the road is hard and leads to life, and there are few who find it. Few are going to find the truth that the real power is within them. The real God is in them, living through them. See, people, a lot of me, I, I put that, I had that on Facebook, and I had put a little statement on there talking about Biden didn't do anything for 47 years. What do you think he's going to do for you for the next four? Of course, a lot of my people or people that look like me assumed I was voting for Trump. I didn't say anything about voting. I was just like, yo, y'all think about this. Because neither one of them, when they're making decisions, is thinking about your community. Not one. You're not a thought. Although one might think a little bit about it just to get political brownie points, but for the most part, you know, 51 years, None of them are thinking about us at all when it comes to these rules. We are a, just a, you know, a byproduct of just the society that we all live in. We're just there. And the main reason why they don't think about us is because we're not working together as a community and sharing our resources economically. So if you are somebody in power, or in that position, and you're looking for some support, you're going to go to a group that works together, not a group that doesn't work together, because you're going to get more benefit out of that. So until we start relying on our own selves, nothing's going to change. But the bigger thing is you need to be concerned with your own government, your own house. That's it. I don't care about what's going on over there. I take your mind, and I'm, we're doing well. You know, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but in inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. That's another big thing. People are running to different people for advice, uh, whether it be the pastors, you know, the schools, whatever, or just even even this information. They're looking for answers. Even people who work with me, they running all over the place looking for answers. And can't and those type of people can't see the truth because they don't know what the truth looks like when it's in front of them. Because they don't look for the truth within themselves, so they're looking for the truth outside of them, so they can't recognize the truth because they don't recognize themselves as having the truth. Until you come to the reality that the only truth that you will ever receive is from within inside of you, you will never see truth outside of you, ever. And I've witnessed this with my own eyes. I watch and I see people running from process to process, process to process. And I and and, and, and these people that if they talk to me long enough, I stop them. Say, listen, stop looking for process to process. Even slow down with me. Stop and look for the truth in you. Recognize the truth about you first, and then you will recognize the truth outside of you. If you don't do that, if you're looking for the truth outside of you, you're going to be running around in circles like a dog chasing his tail and never get any remedy. And these people really, one money after money, nothing happens. You know? Nothing. 
I mean, I've warned. I said, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And they do it. And oh, Yeah, you was right. I said, stop, slow down. And people, that's not popular. When you tell people, see, that's a person who's on the easy and the, the, that broad and spacious road that leads to destruction because that's what everybody else is doing, looking for the answers outside of them. Any problem that you're calling a problem, you must stop and look for the truth. Where am I in this situation? Who am I in this situation? And then the answer comes. The answer didn't come to me until I started asking for the truth within myself. I thought I was talking to some God in the sky. And next thing you know, when I said I asked for the truth, the very first thing that God in me revealed that God is not in the sky. Someone told you he was in the sky or he was some off in some space. I always try to imagine that. Remember as a kid, you try to remember that as a kid, you try to remember where God is. Is he in the darkness? Is he above this? And I heard all kind of answers like, Oh, he's out there. He's in, he's out there, but he's in a realm outside of what we know this, as space, you know. These are the, all of the answers. And you know all of that stuff is made up. They didn't read that anyway. They just made that stuff up. Just coming up with everything. But no one ever said, look, when I asked, where is God? You know, where's his house? They didn't say, you are his house. And that's what I'm telling you all today. God is, is your house. He's in you. You're the house of God. You're the true temple of God. You know, and I, when I put that on my YouTube and I said something in the video, oh, oh God, he does this, and they, they come up with their assumptions about what God is doing and not doing. See, those are people that's on that broad and spacious path. They can't see that. But God only resides in one place, in you. He resides, For me, he resides in me. And right, like Reverend Ike says, everyone has their own individual concept of God, and be careful that you're not believing in someone's misguided concept of God. Because if this, if it's a God that you're talking about outside, that's a misguided concept. Things didn't start happening for me until I realized where my true source of power was in me. All right, let me keep going. You would know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. And that's a good point. When you're looking for information or looking for anything, look at the fruit that's bearing from the tree you're trying to get it from. Yeah, look at the fruit that it's bearing. Because I see people looking and listening and running after information, and I look at the fruit that the person is bearing, and it ain't that fruit ain't good. And one of the biggest fruit that I see a lot of people, most people that's trying to give out, there's a lot of people out there trying to give out advice about life coaching and whatever, and their finances are terrible. I see a lot of people listening. That what fruit you gonna get from that? A fruit of poverty. You know, how can someone, I, I mean, I've actually seen people say they live in out of their car, but they're on Facebook 24-7 posting what you should be doing with your life. 
And in my mind, I'm like, you need to get the hell off Facebook and start doing something else to get out of that so you can have a home. Maybe that's what's keeping you from being in the home because you're so busy in this little screen 24-7. That's what they told my wolves and sheep crows and they're but ravenous wolves. They're sitting out there giving out all this great. And some of the advice is kind of good. But you always got to look at the source, where it's coming from. People are perpetrating. Like, wait a minute, you sitting there, you living out your car, and you just on here, just uh, every time I turn, there you are posting, 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 posting. How about posting your business? You know, switch up. You got to pay for that phone somehow, you know, make some money to pay for it. But, you know, people do what they want to do. All right. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And that's what you guys got to start doing. When you got things in your life that's not bearing good fruit, you need to cut it down and throw it into the mental fire of your mind. Burn it up. And some of y'all listening to me right now know what I'm talking about. Y'all know there's something you've been bugging you that you need to cut off some friend, some situation. You need to cut it. And put it in and burn it up into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, and only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. What is he talking about? There's so many people talking about they got this, they understand, their minds are enlightened, they're elevated, but their fruit, that's why. This, this scripture is preceded by the fruit that they're big because so many people is going to be a false witness and pretend like they got it together and they don't. And they're around here prophesying on people's lives, having long, drawn-out prayers, and their life is a mess. But they know what's best for you, though. Be careful. You know, I give people so much opportunity to be in my ear about things. And after that, when I see the fruit, I leave it alone. Because the only thing I can get from that advice or whatever they're trying to prophesy or give me, I'm going to get exactly what they got. So what do I do mentally? Burn it up into that fire. So that's not That's not what I want to be associated with. You know, a lot of people, they, they, they can sit there and say, oh, I got this. I, I, I've i been doing this a long time. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it the wrong way the long time. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Um, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of the Father. The, what is the will of the Father? That higher consciousness, that mastermind. The father of all things that is happening in your life is that super consciousness, that subconscious thoughts that's operating consistently in the background. That's what has to be trained and retrained over and over again to give you the things that you desire. And um, I did a video and I was talking about you need to get you a gold card or a card. The, the guy, uh, I think his name was Bob Proctor, he he kept a card with him. He put down 
I am so happy and grateful that I have $25,000. That's what his goal. That's what he wanted. But you, you can do that with anything. I am so happy and grateful. This is how you do the will of the Father, positive things, and it's got to be a consistent, everyday, daily thing. You know, sometimes I, I get all focused and I don't do it, and I just go about my day. Then I realize, why is my day just so, you know, dull? Because I haven't been doing the will of the Father. I haven't been concentrating on the, my my desires. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do, and do many deeds of power in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. As many people are making claims of how much they have this power and this, that, and the other, and they don't. They're not really connected because a lot of these people are doing things that seem to have power, but when you really look, you always got to look behind their words. Their life is not reflecting what they're saying and doing, then that's not someone you want to be taking advice from. I'm very careful about that. Not, a lot of people are, man, you're just so hard. Yes, you got to be hard about you protecting your consciousness, your prosperity. This is why the wealthy don't really hang out with people that are not in their same frame of thought. It's not that they think better of them. They just know that negativity is contagious. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and act on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. Rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. So if you are constantly training your consciousness daily, daily, when things come, when the hard times seem to come, you'll be able to stand through them. That's why most people, oh, I got it, I'm going to do it. Then they get a little bit of success, and then the hard times come, they fall right back into a mode of negativity. So that's that's basically it right there in a nutshell. Um, Keep your mind positive. Stay away from negativity as much as possible. Sometimes it's unavoidable just to be around it, but I used to, what I mean by stay away from mentally, do not get involved in it. Do not get dragged into all things. Um, so, status correction. I got about nine minutes, and then Lauren is going to call me. Um, but I want to run through this real quick. Those are the things you need to do to correct your status. First of all, you need to make a mental correction of status. Figure out who you are first. Because so many people want to do a process, and then when they come to me, they don't know who they are. Who are you? Are you American National? Are you one of the indigenous people? Who are you? That you must establish in your consciousness first. Then to the process. So let's just say you consider yourself an American National, right, but not a citizen of the United States. So you need to go ahead and let the Department of State know by way of doing your passport process. Of course, that's at my website, com. You can do it two ways. Go and um, purchase the the, 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 webs, the webinar and the templates and do it on your own, or you can get the $1,500 while I walk you through it and make sure you get your passport. 
The second thing, well, I should have said this first. You need to authenticate that birth certificate, and that reminds me. Yeah, I'm glad I brought that up. Let's look at Minnesota Rule 220. And I've read this on the show, and I was taught this by others about this Minnesota Rule 220. And the other night, I read this thing about 20 times, and something revealed itself to me. And I said, do I have to? Because, you know, sometimes things bother me. And I said, I'll deal with it when the time's appropriate. And I dealt with it when it was appropriate. And I'm going to read this rule. And hopefully people who have been on this track with me can catch it. General Rules of Practice, Rule 220, Birth Certificates. And this is the, the rule title, Birth Certificate. The registrar of titles is authorized to receive for registration of memorials upon any outstanding certificate of title and official birth certificate pertaining to be a registered pertaining to a registered owner named in said certificate of title showing the date of birth in said registered owner, providing there is attached to the said birth certificate an affidavit of an affiant who states that he, she, is familiar with the facts recited, stating that the party named the said birth certificate is the same party as one of the owners named in said certificate of title. And that thereafter, the registrar of titles shall treat said registrar owner as having attained the age of majority at at a date 18 years after the date of birth shown by said certificate. So, okay. This is what I've, after reading this, this thing is talking about two different documents. It's talking about the birth certificate and it's talking about a certificate of title. Oh, what do you mean, Hakeem? I thought it's all one and the same. No, it's not. I'm going to read it again. The Register of Titles is authorized to receive a registration of memorials upon any outstanding certificate of title, right? And official birth certificate pertaining to a registered owner named in said certificate. So what it's saying is if there's an outstanding certificate of title, right, you need to show a birth certificate, an official birth certificate, to show that the name on that certificate is the same as the person who is the owner of the outstanding certificate of title. What am I talking about? Let's let's just say, well, not just say, you've got a certificate of title to your house, right? You all get that. Y'all do know y'all get a certificate of title to the house, even though there's a mortgage on it, which is it's called the warranty deed, Right? You're supposed to take your registered birth certificate, attach an affidavit saying that you are the owner of that warranty or that particular certificate of title. Same thing with a car, certificate of title. You're supposed to let them know, I am the owner by way of proof through the birth certificate. This is why a lot of people was hard to register their birth certificate. Now, some places did it. Uh, Minnesota will register your your uh, your birth certificate as is, but you're supposed to take all titles, including the birth certificate, and register them all at the same time with that birth certificate, showing that you are the named owner of those certificates. 
Because it says certificate of title. What has the certificate of title? Cars, a home, and a, it, it, it has its own certificate of title. Any property that you own, you're supposed to put them all on record as you're the owner. Yeah. Do I need to read it again? It says the register of titles is authorized to receive for registration of memorials upon any outstanding certificate. It says any outstanding. So what it's telling you, as long as you're not registering it that way, you're not looked at the age of the majority. Yeah, you do. Read, I'm not saying not to register the birth certificate as well as a title. I'm saying you're supposed to do that along with all the other certificate of titles. All together, or as you get them, yeah. And now you're looked at as a, 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 a age of majority. Why? Because as long as they're holding the certificate title down at those county records, this could. Be, now I'm not saying this is. I have to go and do this now. But I think this is where the whole tax problem is coming from, why they're taxing you, because you have not become the age of majority. But that's just, that's right now a presumption on my part. I'm not going to say that as facts. You see? So go back and read it again. I'm looking at it. It says, Upon any outstanding certificate of title, we were so before they're just talking about the birth certificate. No, it's talking about that and all others. Because remember, all of those titles that you get are, are are ended up being packaged, and they're trading those things. That's why they're able to make money. You haven't come in as the official owner of those titles. Because you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I need the load of your title." No, not necessarily. Is this all it's saying? You just need to get your authenticated birth certificate. Put an affidavit said you are the, the the name on this is the owner of that. Do I need to read it again? I'm reading it again. See, this is what took me. It popped after I kept reading it. The register of titles is authorized to receive for registration of memorials upon any outstanding certificate of title. What's the registration of memorials? The birth certificate. Now, what? Let, let's look at what that word memorials means. Because we're assuming, right? I don't want to assume. It says one something especially a structure established to remind people of personal events. Two, a statement of facts, especially as the basis of a petition. A statement of facts. So a birth certificate is a statement of facts, saying the time and day of birth, right? That you entered into this realm. Right? So you need to enter, hey, this is the owner of that certificate of title. Now, I heard before, it's just talking about real estate. No, it said any outstanding certificate of title, an official birth certificate pertaining to a registered owner named in said certificate of title showing the date of birth of said registered owner. 
providing there is attached to the said birth certificate an affidavit of an affiant who states that he, she is familiar with the facts recited, saying that the party named the said certificate. Oh, that's my daughter. I'll be right back. We'll we'll pick up. Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is the second lesson in a series titled The Twelve Disciples. It is an esoteric study of Jesus and the Twelve Disciples from the basis that Jesus and the Twelve Disciples are you and the Twelve Disciplines are functions of your mind. This particular lesson is titled, Developing Right Hearing and Rock Faith. It is an esoteric study of the first disciple called by Jesus, Simon Peter. And Simon Peter is the first disciple called by Jesus, the God-conscious mind the mastermind. And it is rather well that I repeat some introductory remarks concerning the meanings that we are dealing with. This is the second All right, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So, Oh, so yeah, I I, kind of lost it. All right, so yeah, you got to register all of those things. This is why you don't have true ownership of your property because we're not registering things properly. It's telling you right there to register along with the certificate of title of any property that you own or have title to. All right. Um, all right. I think I covered it all that I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. We're talking about the thing. So authenticating the birth certificate. Now you want to do your your name change after you do the passport process. You want to do that name change. You can do the name change before the passport process. Now I would say try the name change first, and then this way they can have the proper name. You can send that certified copy in to them showing what your proper name is when you do your passport. So either way, you do it, you can do it either way. But some of you have already done it as a national, so now you got to go back and do the correction, correction of the name on that passport. Uh, if you own, if you have uh, a driver's license or anything like that, you need to correct the status there. SS5, correct the status on that. I've read plenty of that on why you need to do that. Anywhere where you, they got you filling out stuff, you need to correct your jobs. You need to correct the status there too. This is who I am. Now, you know, if you give them the social, they're going to be 
hitting you up for them taxes. I really don't mess with the jobs too much because I know what jobs are doing. You try to stop them taxes coming out of the check. I've seen people lose their jobs over there, and I've warned them, don't, <laughs> you know, start a new job and then, you know, start off from scratch. But, you know, trying to retract is kind of tough to to get them to listen. Um, And that's basically it as far as correcting the status, letting them know all of the things you have presumed yourself to be that you are now not, you know better now, correct those things. All right, with that being said, I think we got one caller, caller here. Uh, I'm going to be getting off uh, after I take all the calls, so if you got something to say, say it now, press 1, let's get it, you know, get those questions out there. Uh, a lot of people like to email me after the show, oh, well, what about this and that? Nah, I'm not answering those emails. Get, get your questions answered on the show for free or, you know, schedule your conversation. All right, let's go to 313-737. Three, one, three, seven, three, seven, three. Three, one, three, seven, three, seven. Oh. Okay. All right, let's go to 775379. Seven, yeah, peace. What's up? Peace. Hey, on how's on? it going, brother? Hey, I've doing been good. listening on and off, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I woke up. Good, good. I can't ask for nothing better than that, really. And uh, I'm, I'm motivated. Glad to hear. <laughs> so, uh, All right, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 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 pretty young, you know. I'm I'm pretty new to this and everything. I uh. And I hear what you're saying about uh, getting started off with the uh, getting your name corrected, and I'm definitely mm-hmm. taking note of that. Um, my whole thing is is that uh, will the uh, will you be able to use the passport and basically as far as all identification and everything yeah. like that, uh, uh-huh. even for driver's license and everything like that? Because I'm looking to completely move away from as much as government as possible. <laughs> You get what I mean? Uh, uh, there's some people that do it. I just don't teach it like that because, you know, it, it it's your right to do that. But these police officers are not trained to respect you not having a driver's license, right? Okay. So okay. everybody that I know, if they're not properly set up, will they will get tickets, they will get you know, locked up for not having a license. They they receive problems. But I have I know factually that once people do the national passport process, they just show that the card and they've been let go. But I can't say that that would happen every time because these these, okay. these guys they don't always follow their own rules. So, so especially just correct the name with everything and keep uh just going in like I did. I just I went in there gave them my explanatory statement and they got that on the record. Why? Okay. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know too much about all the paperwork and stuff like that, like explanatory statement and stuff. Like I'm Oh yeah. <laughs> I, you I know gotta, as much as far as like that I'm a new I'm a new book. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I teach people how to have those credentials but let them know who you are while you having those credentials. Right. And it has benefited okay. me greatly. So by doing it that way. You know, the explanatory so when I did my name change, right, uh-huh. I know 
for a fact. They looked up my driving record, all of that, and everything matches what I was saying on my name change. So I had no problem. Okay. And I wasn't running around. From... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I, I'm not running around saying I'm one thing, but when you look at the record, I look like something else. So, yeah. They they did a check okay. on me. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I'm all 100 so. percent clean, clean, like rough with a whistle and all that. Um, like my thing is, I just want to make sure I stay good and for the future. You know, I'm trying to learn everything as much as I can. Like I'm 27, and I'm trying to learn before right. I even have a family, before I even get involved with anything. I'm focused on this. I was brought this some of this information when I was like 22, 23. I didn't really take it seriously. But right. right now, <laughs> I ain't worried about nothing but this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing the right thing, taking your time, learning it before you make any moves. Don't rush right. into it. Just okay. learn what you understand what you're doing before you do it. Right. You know? So. All okay. Right. For sure, man. Appreciate it, man. Oh, and one right. more question. Uh, and the, uh, just with the name changes, the. The correct name is the uh, upper and lower case, right? The traditional. Why the judge told me the traditional way, upper and lower. First, the capital letter of the first name, everything else lowercase, and the capital of the last name. Yeah. That is the proper name. Yes. Okay. I'm going to order all my stuff uh, uh, here pretty soon, get my birth certificate. I'm going to get rock and roll, man. I appreciate it, brother. All right, peace. All right, peace. All right, thank you, brother. Yeah, that's it. That name changed. Uh, we're not changing it to some different name. We're changing it to its proper form. All right? And once you do that, you're going to submit that to all them people that are sending you stuff in all caps and say, hey, you know, this is not me. Basically, I'm still in the process of doing that right now. But, you know, I've been on vacation, so I got to get in work mode uh, again. Uh, seven eight six five nine seven, Pete. Hey, hey, what's up, Akeem? Hey, what's going on? How you hey. doing? Um, th- this is the current update. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, yeah, this is the current update. Um, when I did the the name change uh, petition for a rehearing, um, they did something kind of weird. They opened the case, then they, all right, they took my fifty dollars. They opened the case, then they closed it again. So I don't know what's going on. So it looks like from what I'm seeing here. Is that I'm gonna to have to like file it again, cause um. Uh, how about you call them and ask them? Ask them why they opened and closed it. Just ask them. What did they say? Yeah, they say um. Let me see here. All right, here's here's the order closing post judgment. It says um this matter has been reopened for post judgment activities in the courts having completed its labor. The matter is hereby reclosed. Um, this order does not represent, nor shall it, co- nor shall it be construed as adjudication of the merits of, of or the dismissal of any post-judgment petition or kind of petition that may be pending in the case as of the date of entry of this order. Further, this order does not mm-hmm. represent, nor shall it be construed as an adjudication of the merits of or the striking of any motion that may be pending on the date of entry of this order. This order is entered without prejudice to either party's claims or defense in connection with any such pending matter. 
Bed and order, chamber, chambers, just chambers. So, um, they're pretty much um, from what I'm getting here. They 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 don't want to deal with me. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go back in there and give them that a shot. Right. Yeah. yeah you so, gotta keep pushing. Um, yeah. Sound like they really didn't give you a good reason. Though, why they didn't? Nah, nah. I, I got a, I got the uh, the feeling that the judge didn't really want to uh, want to deal with me because he's not uh, familiar with uh, what I'm trying to do. So I'm just gonna, you know, refile and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to push it, or I will, you know, file it in another county. See how that works. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. All righty. Let's go. Let me try this call again. Three one three seven three seven. Well, they got they call in, but they not listen. All right, it's eight thirteen. Uh, that's all I have for tonight. Um, it's been, been a kind of a, a day for me because I stayed up all night last night. I made video and just reading. That's when I was reading the Minnesota Route Two Twenty. If y'all, you know, go read that Minnesota Route Two Twenty again because I know I'm on to something with that. Um. With that being said, uh, we got the next show coming up is uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Um, the Solomon's Temple show, and then after that, on Thursday is the Divine Connection show with Jessica and Tasia. Uh, Friday, Freedom Fridays with Xavier L. Sunday, Raising Independent Thinkers with Bathsheba. And back to Monday. Is the Bombay show. He didn't have a show yesterday because his father's not feeling well. So he had to tend to his um with his dad. So I hope just hope everything gets well with his father. We'll see him hopefully on next Monday. All right, peace. I'm out. It is often for people who have gone through this transformation as it seems almost accidentally, it happened to them. And in almost every case, perhaps every case, you will see it didn't happen to them when things were added to them. So they got more and more and became greater and bigger. And No, it happened to them when things were taken away. Content was removed, <laughs> whether external things that were important to them, possessions, social functions, status in society, relationships, people close to them, or inner things, mental beliefs, suddenly crumbled. In other words, whether content, whether physical content, external content, or mental content was taken away from them. And then those people who accidentally, so to speak, went through this transformation of consciousness, suddenly something happened. And now later when they speak about it, that is often colored by the language that they use, which is according to whatever culture they live in, whether they say Buddha nature suddenly emerged, I knew myself as my essence as Buddha, whether they say Christ consciousness, I knew my essence as Christ, whether they say 
I knew myself as pure consciousness. Whatever words, or they might not even have any words to say anything about it. But something happened that the Buddha calls the end of suffering, not because something was added. There was not an enhanced sense of self. There was a diminished sense of self through loss, through suffering. And then it happened. So that is the case when it happens to humans accidentally. So suffering, or the suffering, and this is a beautiful paradox, a large part of human suffering is inflicted by the madness. And yet, it's the very suffering, in many cases inflicted by the collective mental illness, that drives you to the point of collapse <laughs> when suffering reaches a state of acuteness or intensity and often it happens through great loss so every disaster whether on a personal level or on a collective level it looks dreadful and from that point of view it is dreadful every disaster is also an opening into something far deeper it's an opening as if something was suddenly opening up and there's a dimension that before was covered up by the forms. Often disaster means the forms dissolve. It can happen when a, something collapses and it's very obvious thing a form dissolves but it can happen inside a person's head when thought forms dissolve, identification with mental images of me dissolve, firmly held beliefs dissolve, and you no longer know on the level of mind who you are. Suddenly all explanations don't make sense anymore. And so there's great loss, and yet that loss, one could almost say it's as if a hole were appearing in the fabric of existence, suddenly. And of course, the fabric of physical existence is very fragile. The hole could appear at any moment in everybody's life. And, and suddenly there's this... It's painful. But that is the hole where something... I rarely use the word God because it's been misused so much could say God shines through whenever a form dissolves, whenever that hole appears in the fabric of your existence, and sooner or later the hole will appear in everybody's fabric, no matter how comfortably their life is arranged right now. They may have a nice job and a family and a pension plan, and yet at any moment the hole could appear, and it will appear. You will die. The body will dissolve. People around you will die. The forms will dissolve. They're destined to dissolve. So this can be the source of great suffering, but potentially it's a great opening. So the beautiful paradox is that the, the very madness is also inseparable from liberation from the madness because it's the suffering that's caused by the madness that takes you to that point of liberation. When you encounter the effects of the madness, whether on a collective or personal level, encounter them in an acute form. <laughs> and so things 
often dissolve violently around you. And so here we have that lesson when loss appears in your life not to resist it and loss will appear. It must appear. When something gets taken away something is removed from you not to resist that movement. So there's a with that acceptance acceptance of whatever it is whatever the isness of this moment may present not to resist it it is mm -hmm.